Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our message is the first lesson of the day, John painting a picture for us from the vision he received about what heaven is like. Well, in training to become a pastor, the third year of your training, you have your vicarage. It's like an internship. And I was getting rather excited about that next step in training to become a pastor. And then we found out where we were going. And we got told that we're going to Florida for this. You can bet Heidi was excited. The beach was on its way. I was rather excited for baseball, right? Spring training. I, I couldn't wait. And so and we got there in August, and we went through everything. It was a great experience. But, but as soon as it was announced, the schedule for spring training, I called up the ticket office in Lakeland so I could go see the Tigers. I picked a Monday night that we could go because that was my day off. And so I got in the mail the, the, the tickets. didn't even open them up. I just kind of set them in a secure place to make sure I wouldn't lose them and nothing would happen to them. So the day of the game came, and so we drove the two hours over to Lakeland, and we get to the ticket area, and I hand the guy my ticket, and he looks at me kind of funny. Goes, these are tickets for tomorrow night. And I'm like, oh, I was devastated. Because I couldn't come the next night. This is all I had. So it was rather disappointing, but it was an important lesson, right? If you have someplace important that you're going, make sure you have everything lined up, everything ready to go. And I thought about that as I was getting ready for this because this is All Saints Day, a day in which we celebrate and give thanks for the saints that God has placed in our life and the impact that they had. We give thanks for that life that they have with the Lord. But then we hear John describe heaven and he tells us who is there. And it's important for us as we celebrate All Saints Day that we realize that, that we have been made saints by God. But that's our final destination, right? That, that one day we plan to be there. But are we going to be there? Who is it that's in heaven? And so that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at how John describes heaven and tells us who is there and remind ourselves how is it that we could be there. Because John gives us a glimpse of who is part of this new Jerusalem. He states first that the nation shall walk by its light, the kings of the earth shall bring their glory into it. He speaks of the nations in heaven a couple of different times. And earlier in Revelation, he spoke about every tribe, language, and people who are there. It's a beautiful picture, right? Of God, people of God from around the world, from every background, every skin color, every language, there before the God, before God. It's a wonderful picture. But John also tells us that these are those who have their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That they're not there by accident, that they're not there by chance. They had a reservation, if you will. It had been arranged. And so that sounds wonderful, right? But then we hear John tell us about who is not there. He says, but nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false. Those who are not holy will not be there. Those who are part of the nations are ones who are holy, but again, when we read this, nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false. And then we start to apply that to ourselves. How do we fit that category? Do we do ever, ever do anything that's detestable? We might want to get by that one. We don't think of ourselves as doing things detestable. Another version says, who practices abomination, 
We don't think of ourselves doing abomination. Well, but think about the other part of this. Anyone who practices that which is false. Other versions say anyone who lies. How does that apply to you? Do you ever lie? Ever withhold the truth? Ever kind of shape the truth to to give an impression of something that isn't quite true because it makes you feel better or look better? Who around us can get it by that qualification? Who amongst us has not yet sometimes told a lie? We might try to say, well, it's really only those who are liars or ones who tell really bad lies. But when we look at the text, John gives no qualifications. Anyone who practices that which is false. Anyone who lies. You see, John makes clear that the demands of the Lord are flawless. Only those who are holy, only those who are perfect can enter the kingdom. And that's scary. Because none of us are. None of us are holy and perfect on our own. None of us deserve to be part of it. But John's description does bring us good news. Because notice he says that those who are there are in the Lamb's book of life. We are reminded on this All Saints Sunday is that we don't put our name in the book. It's the Lamb's book. He puts the names of those who are going to be there. He places the names there. And that's important because knowing that he places the names there, the names who are there are secure. They are certain. Because that's one of the struggles we have in our Christian life is that that insecurity about our place in God's love and our place in God's kingdom. Because when we start to look at ourselves and, and judge our worthiness, doubts arise, questions arise. Not only about heaven, but, but, but God's love for us now but with our names written by the Lord into his book, we don't have to doubt. We don't have to wonder. Our place is secure. It's secure because it is the Lamb's book. Isn't it interesting that the Lord uses that image for John to write? Because what is a lamb in the Old Testament? One who is sacrificed. Sacrificed in the temple, sacrificed for sin. And who is Christ but the one who was sacrificed on the cross for the sins of the whole world, for your sins and my sins? The the reason that we can be in the Lamb's book is that our sin has been dealt with. Our our sinfulness has been taken care of by Christ on the cross. He died for your sins. He rose bringing you the promise of eternal life and salvation. His resurrection is a promise that you can rise to, that your name can be written in the Lamb's book of life. And your name gets there by your association with Christ. It's Christ's righteousness, Christ's holiness that places your name there. And the Lord comes to you to to make sure that that is possible, to to bring that about. Not only did our Lord die for you and rise for you, he's come to you. In your baptism, he united himself to you so that his righteousness is your righteousness. His perfection is your perfection. You are written in the book by the Lord's own hand. You belong there. And the Lord wants you to know that. And the Lord wants you to be secure in that. That's why the Lord comes to you today and offers and invites you to come to his table, to be part of his meal. Because every time you come to the table, it is a reminder that you're part of the family. You're included. You belong to the Lord. You're in the book. 
And in coming and receiving the body and blood of Christ, you receive the forgiveness of sins. Your, your place in his kingdom is made secure. You're given assurance once again that you belong. You don't have to worry. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to wonder. You belong to the Lord. You are his. And as the scriptures also tell us, it's, it's a foretaste of the feast to come. That, that it's a glimpse of heaven when we come here up to this table. It's beautiful hearing this, this picture from John about what revelation is and then coming to the Lord's table and knowing that, that we are a part of that. We're part of that kingdom. And we look forward to that time in which we will be included forever. Because that's the other thing. As our Lord has come to you in your baptism, as he invites you to the Lord's table, he's a reminder to you that when you hear John describe heaven, that's your destination. That's your place. When he talks about all the nations who are there in the light of, of Christ, that's you. You ought to see yourself there. And to see your loved ones there. The joy of, of heaven is who is there. That's why John spent so much time speaking about that. That, that there's a place for each of us. There's a place for those that we love that, that have faith. That, but most of all, the Lord is there. The Lord is there. That's why there's no need for sun or moon. That's why there's no need for, for lamp or light. That's why it's always day there. Because the Lord is the glory. The Lord is the light. And forever we will enjoy his light, his life, and his love. I never finished telling you about the baseball tickets. Certainly it was my fault that I didn't check more closely to get that secure. And so I went over to the ticket's office and explained what had happened. Said I can't use these tickets tomorrow. So they, they took the tickets and they gave me new tickets, which was really nice. And the tickets that I had were before were okay, just somewhere out in the bleachers somewhere. But the tickets I got, best tickets I've ever had. They were front row, behind home plate, just to the side of the catcher. You could actually see the ball break when it pitched. You could hear it in the mitt. You could actually hear the players and the umpires talking to each other. Never had such good tickets. I might also add, we probably got them because we had eight-month-old Sarah smiling at them as I explained my hard luck story. <laughs> but isn't it amazing? I got something I, I did not deserve. And isn't that the picture what we have with our Lord? What do we deserve from him? Nothing but his judgment. What do we receive? Heaven and eternity, a life with him beyond anything that we could expect or anything we can imagine. Not because of what anything we've done, but simply because the Lord loves us. The Lord wants us to be with him forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guide our hearts and minds through faith to life everlasting. Amen.